welcome to That 30 Show, a podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and the surprising parts of our 30s. I'm G, and I'm finally 30. I'm excited to find out if 30 really is the new 20, because if it is, then the best years are yet to come. And I'm David. I'm entering my mid-30s. I used to have no back pain or trouble sleeping, but now I live off a healthy diet of self-help books and dream of being in bed by 10pm every night. Join us each week as we try to figure out together what life in your 30s is all about. Welcome back to That 30 Show. Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of Uncut. Uncut. I want to <laughs> have a little like jingle or something that we should add in there. Yeah, we can, we can figure something out. Um, yeah. Post post production to add in there to sell to signal in the chaos that is our unfiltered, unedited. Yeah. I think <laughs> like no, a tagline. I think it's been. Going, I think okay. it's. Yeah, I think it's been okay actually. I don't feel like when I listen back on the uncut episodes, I'm like, huh, I'm actually quite impressed. I think it's probably because we're just kind of chatting. Like it's nothing that requires too much thinking. Okay, we'll see if that lasts this episode. I know. <laughs> ask some, put each other on the spot a little bit. But before we get into that, how was um, how's your bachelorette party? Not your bachelorette, but wait, oh, was it a bachelorette party? It was a bachelorette party. Yeah, 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 yeah. in uh, in wine country last weekend. It was so nice. Like we actually ended up um, just staying at the house most of the time because. So where we stayed, it's called Peachland, and we didn't realize, we didn't really do our research before, that um, Peachland Cabs is one guy, and he owns two cars, and that is the extent <laughs> of transportation in Peachland, and Damn, which surprised like- me because there's a ton of wineries in, in Peachland and Kelowna, that kind of area, the interior of BC. And I would think that there's a ton of like transportation to get you around from winery to winery or whatever because people are drinking. But apparently not. You're supposed to like book tours and there's no there's no mode of transportation. So we ended up staying at the house the whole time because we would have to take two cars. And yeah, so that was surprising. Like you, you didn't want to just drive yourself around? What, I don't well, we, we did. We did end up doing that like for dinners and stuff. But you know, we also wanted to drink and have a good time. So we didn't oh, want to drink and drive. Oh, I, I, um, I see, I see. So you didn't yeah. actually end up going to a lot of wineries then? Like it wasn't a winery tour. It was an Airbnb staycation almost. Yeah, it was more of a staycation, which was fine though, because we paid a pretty penny for that house. The yeah, views saw, were incredible. I saw photos and videos of your patio and I'm like, yeah. Don't know how much that Airbnb cost. Yeah, it was very <laughs> expensive. So the fact that we actually had like a whole day there to just enjoy That's it, awesome. um, it actually worked out really well. Yeah. So cool. it was a bit more chill, but it was fun. I love, like I said, I love Kelowna. So the other thing I wanted to get your quick thoughts on was you had a really recent amazing accomplishment. Do you want to tell our listeners about that? Yes. Yes. I was going to mention it, but I went running for the first time in many many years because that was on my bucket list resolution do the hard things kind of thing um i went uh, i did a run club 
um, or joined a run club. Well, I don't want to say I joined a run club because I only did it <laughs> once, but I went running with a run club on Monday. It was a 5K. I don't think I've ever ran a 5K in my life. So I think the most was 3K. Yeah. It was did you like, yeah, you haven't been training up for it. You just, you just been. No, I didn't. I honestly <laughs> was very, okay. So before I actually started running, I was actually very, very nervous. Like I don't usually, I try a lot of different like fitness classes and workout classes. I don't usually get nervous, but I was like, my heart was pounding before this run. I was like, <laughs> why am I so nervous right now? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. I think it's just because I, when I used to run, like every time I ran, I didn't have like the best experience. Like it just hurts, right? Everything hurts. Uh, so, um, yeah, but it was okay. Like 5K. Well, don't be, I don't think be humble. Have... You had, you smashed it. Uh, <laughs> I, I could keep up. So, um, 5K, I think my time was like 28 minutes or something like that. That's insane. So, you're, you're, I don't... you're totally downplaying it. Like, like, it's 5k is not hard but it is hard when you aren't running regularly like mm-hmm. if, you, if you haven't run for a, even a few weeks you don't just go out and run 5k unless you've been a lifelong runner <laughs> so you just you just randomly went like i well for me anyway i sort of tr- not trained up but i slowly progressed towards a 5k in this past year before when i first started running a little bit more I didn't mm-hmm. just go out and run. Five. I think I first started off with like a 3K and then a 3.5K and then a 4K. Yeah. Before I, but you just, you're like, oh, I, I honestly, hate running. yeah, I didn't really know. Like, I don't really know, understand the pace, like what the pace means or like the distance. Like, it just didn't register in my mind. <laughs> so I was like, okay, there's this like hour long run club. So the maximum amount of time I'm going to be running is an hour. So, I'll just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, your pace and was five five thirty eight for those who know what that means, which is pretty damn impressive for someone who doesn't run. Thank you, thank so, you. Yeah, yeah. So do you and think then, do it again, or? Well, the the next day, I was like, oh, I feel I feel totally fine. It's 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 totally good. I I can go running again. And then the following day, oh my gosh, I woke up, and <laughs> my ankles and uh, oh, no. my feet were hurting. Which makes sense because I don't have ankle day in my training regimen <laughs> at the gym, so <laughs> it is not it's not strengthened. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I'll try it again though. It was actually pretty fun. I was expecting it to be a lot worse than it actually was, so it's good. Mm. That's yeah. awesome! Congrats. Mm-hmm. I do find like I don't know how the body works, but it's the second day after intense exercise. Yeah, that your body really feels it for some reason. Especially if you you're working the muscles that you don't typically work on, um, yeah. it I probably need some better running shoes too. So, yeah. Well, yeah. something I wanted to give a quick shout out on before we get into things is uh, over the past couple of weeks, I've noticed that we've had a slow trickle but increase in our ratings and in our subscribers. Yay! So I just want to. I don't think we really acknowledge it too much, and I just want to say like to everyone who has been listening, but also if, if you all have been recently subscribed or give us a rating, really, really appreciate it. You know, we're not here to become viral, but, uh, uh, you know, we put a lot of work in, we try to put out quality content and something that's relatable and interesting. So when we see that sort of um, improvement, I think it gives us some encouragement, right? Yeah, I love you guys. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You. Yeah. 
but we do want to i think our next step is we want to try and grow this outside like to to more people um outside of maybe people that we know because we mm-hmm. haven't been marketing it outside our personal social medias so if y'all enjoy it and you've um uh or you know maybe have a friend or two that think might enjoy it too give them a plug we would appreciate that but uh yeah i just want to thank everyone who's been listening and also subscribing and rating us uh, yeah, I think I mean I think one of the things that we want to improve on, or not even improve on, just to start, is our uh, social media presence. Um, we have to think about how we're going to do that, but I think that's kind of our next step. It just takes so much time. Mm-hmm. If, if anyone wants to like improve, if if anyone's working on their social media resume and they want to take <laughs> on some pro bono work, and they want to you know have be able to say in the resume, uh, social media manager for podcasts increased growth by a thousand percent very easy for you to do that so come and volunteer let us know if you want to help us grow yeah and, if you want an uh, internship yeah, that yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. show <laughs> yeah, yeah, an unpaid internship yeah um honestly it's very easy for you to grow us by a thousand percent so <laughs> give us an benefits for all yes yeah um so i think a few episodes ago actually not a few um, a while ago, we had an episode where Olivia, uh, who was just on last week, um, interviewed us. And I thought that we wa- maybe should do another episode where we get to know mm-hmm. each other a little bit more, help our listeners get to know each other a little bit more. But also, it's our 21st episode. That's kind of That's nuts. crazy. Oh, my gosh. That means so, we've done 20 weeks consecutively of... Yeah, that blows my mind, actually. It does. Yeah. So um, along with getting to know each other... I thought that maybe we could also do a recap. So what we're going to do, um, do you have anything you want to talk about I, before we get into it? No, I, I was just saying this is like a trip down memory lane to when our first episodes were coming out. And I was looking back on all of our episodes and I was like, wow, we've talked about so much. Yeah. So we want to actually like go through each episode and ask each other a question based on that episode. So mm-hmm. let's just dive into it. Sounds good. Okay, so I'm going to take the odd numbers one. So I'll start first. So for most of you, I think, uh, who came and listened, uh, you probably listened to the first episode, which was just about kind of us just riffing. But uh, you told Mm -hmm. us about your Europe trip. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have a would you rather related to traveling. Um, So you can tell us a bit about that. So the question is, uh, G, would you rather travel without being able to take any photos at all? Or travel without your phone or laptop or access to any internet and computer, but you can bring a camera, like a normal camera, DSLR. Oh, interesting. Uh, I would travel without being able to take photos because I want to know where I'm going. No, no, no. You know where you're going. What do you mean? Well, if you don't, if you don't have your phone or anything with you, then you don't, you're just wandering. Like, is that the point of the, would you rather like you're, you're a uh, uh, wandering yeah, you don't and have you're the, lost. The, you don't have the convenience and the connection of having an internet connected phone. Um, yeah. You can't talk to your friends as easily. Um, but you have, you have maps, you have the tourist Oh no, that's too, that's way too complicated for me. I like Google Maps. (laughs) You know what? I I also pick the, the one without pictures because 
Okay, if I have the option to access my camera and and Instagram and social media, then I want to post. But I don't think I would mind actually not having that option so that I could just enjoy the moment. So it would be like a forced kind of thing, right? Where I actually have no options to take pictures and videos. What do you actually think about photos in general? Because I remember when we were talking about hanging out with parents, you were a bit exasperated about how our parents' generation loves to take photos uh, yeah. excessively. And um, there's a case to be, there's an argument to be made about being in the moment. And I think I've read studies about happy people have high reported happiness levels when they don't take photos. Yeah. Are, are you someone who likes to record things when you travel and you're like, oh, it's basically like, if it's not on Instagram, did it really happen? Is yeah. That- I mean, I'm definitely guilty of that. I love taking photos and videos where I think, so my parents will take like a million photos of the same thing, right? So they'll have the exact same picture like 10 different times and then they won't ever look at them again. Like I love going through my photos and videos. I do it very often um, through like the the years. It's, It's similar to me reading my past journal entries. Like I love just looking back on on things and so that's where I see the value in it it's not so much yeah just taking the photo for the sake of taking a photo I, I actually do enjoy going back and looking at it well I think that's the difference most people don't so I think you're maybe in the minority mm. well I, I shouldn't say that I I don't know why people do but I get the sense of me my at least yeah like my parents don't they'll just have the and then they'll like eventually delete it because they run out of storage space and i'm like <laughs> what was the point of you taking all those photos yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah okay next question okay so the second question is uh from episode two um essentially again we were just talking about like a bunch of kind of random topics we talked about uh our favorite reads from 2022 noteworthy books um instant versus delayed gratification, money management in your 30s. We talked about New Year's resolutions, what we're looking forward to in 2023. But I thought I'd start out maybe just a bit easy on this one. And um, I'm curious what, uh, if you have a noteworthy read from 2023 so far, what's been one of your favorite books? Uh, I've been a little behind on my reading um, Mm. habit. I haven't found as much time. I actually do this thing where I try to uh, keep a track of whether I'm keeping up with my reading goals, which yeah. involves 15 minutes every morning of a non- of my nonfiction book. Yeah. And then if I don't do 15 minutes this morning, I want to do like 30 minutes the next day just to make sure I'm like keeping on top of all things. So yeah, I've been keeping up this tally. And as of this morning, how much do you owe? <laughs> I owe 732 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> wow. I'm actually very impressed that you continue up continue with this tally though yeah, like you can spend my, that it's my checklist time. i have a morning checklist right so first oh. thing i do is update my <laughs> reading time so every mm-hmm. morning i plug in another 15 minutes and now i'm over 700 <laughs> minutes old so i don't know if i'm ever gonna catch up on my reading bank clearly i haven't been reading at all that's so funny you should oh. use that time instead to read something <laughs> Well, I've just been so busy, but I am going on a vacation with my family uh, next next month for a week. And I don't know Ooh. how much free time I'll have, but I'm looking at that week as my opportunity to catch up on my 700 plus minutes of reading. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're wanting to read? Like anything on your book list? Oh, well, I mean, there is. Well, come on. Of course, I have. You over have a book list. I have a, over course. 100 
titles on my book list. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, there's a book that. Let me just quickly check. Oh, so the first book, um, or the second book, I actually finished this year was um, a gift from my from my partner, and it's one of her favorite books that she reads or rereads mm-hmm. every year. It's a classic. It's called Tuesdays with Maury. Have you heard of it already? Oh yes, I've read that a long time ago. Oh, you read it? Do you like remember anything about it? When it first came out, um, not really, because I, I read that along with the Seven People That You Need in Heaven. I think it's yeah. by the same author. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. it's it was it was great because it's about um, Maury is the name of a professor who finds out that he's has a few months left to live, and then the book is written by a student who reconnects with Maury and uh, visits him during his dying months every week, just to have chats about life. And then every chapter is about like a different category, like of of life topics, like friendship or love or. Um, you know, career and stuff. And it's a book that just sort of reminds you about what are the things that matter in life, um, the relationships that you have, the impact you have on people. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of, it's a very refreshing reminder of to help you refocus on the things that matter when, 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 when it all comes down to it at the very end of the road, what, what really matters. Very you know existential what they say? book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. You know what they say at the funeral? Fu- like, like, no one at your funeral is going to be like, oh, you know, David always wished he spent more time at the office. It's not <laughs> that, right? It's like David yeah. always, you know, uh, spent a lot of time with his kids or his friends. So, yeah, yeah. I, if, if you haven't read it, um, it's one of the all-time classics. And I'm so glad that I had a chance to read it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. So episode three, you talked, you talked, you, I'm not going to list all the topics. We talked about a lot of different things, but one of the things is you told us about your food poisoning saga uh, mm-hmm. with shellfish. <laughs> is that like firmly yes. in your past now? Does that still come up in your mind? Because it seemed like pretty freaking traumatizing when it happened. Oh, well, every time I see someone posting about oysters, like they're <laughs> at happy hour eating oysters, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you mentioned that you may never eat shellfish again. So my question is, imagine, okay, it is a bit morbid, but you know how people on death row, they get one last meal? Have you heard about yeah. that? Yeah. So anyway, you're not on death row, but imagine that it's your last meal for whatever reason. Yeah. And you can eat anything you want. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, what is it? What are you <laughs> Oysters. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Because I won't, I won't have the risk of. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. You can literally just eat. A yeah, I could have so die. many oysters. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm on death row. What my last meal is? Oh wow. I don't know. I think I would like have. I honestly would eat like pho. Like I would just eat my favorite food. <laughs> You know, oh I thought about God. answering being like, I want to eat caviar and yeah, yeah. Uh, bison or whatever, all those fancy foods. But like, why would I want to eat something that I don't know if I like or not? I'd rather just stick to my favorites. Sushi. Pho. I actually think that's a pretty good answer. And I think that's actually what a lot of inmates say. They, they just want a burger or something. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's what they are used to, what they really like, and they're never going to have it again. So they just want to go back to what they really love. So it'll be pho for you. What wait, I think pho is a, a common enough uh, eating uh, item that people know about it. So what is your go-to pho order? 
it's like the everything like the house the house special yeah yeah <laughs> everything included i yeah. like i like everything so i grew up kind of eating all those like weird parts Intestinal of stuff. the yeah yeah <laughs> so i kind of enjoy that actually oh wow right. that's kind of that's crazy to think about like your very last meal that you get to choose anyway um okay so episode four, we talked about trying new sports. We talked about the Netflix ban and how uh, I'm still you, off it. Uh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> so you've I think, been... like, I know like Black Mirror's out or coming out or something. Yes. So that's on it. my list to watch. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we also talked about some conspiracy theories. So my question to you is what is your favorite either favorite conspiracy theory or something that is just like so mind-blowing and wild to you well we talked about aliens so i'm not going to get into that too much but mm -hmm. if you've been following the news or the alternative news i guess there's been some crazy shit happening do you know what i'm talking about g not recently okay yeah you're not, not <laughs> you're not uh, perusing that that aisle of the internet no there's been whistleblowers coming out they're saying uh, that are part of the intelligence you know community and whatnot mm -hmm. like le apparently legitimate people for example saying that the u.s government has in its possession 12 alien aircraft and six that are operational and six that are not and just crazy ufo sightings and people coming out of the Woodwork saying like, yep, I've been keeping silent on this. Anyway, so I'm like a hundred percent into aliens are here. They're among us. Um, we have captured like UFOs are, are, are a thing in the sense that they're anyway. So that's probably my favorite, but we already talked about that. The one that I actually recently came through, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's just something that comes to mind. I saw on Twitter the other day, 9-11, um, you know, there's, there's a whole thing about 9-11. So I'm not going to mm -hmm. talk about the the World Trade Centers. It's actually there's some. It's a building called World Trade World Trade Center Seven. It's a smaller building, maybe like forty something stories, but mm -hmm. that's still small compared to it. And it yeah. also collapsed like five or six hours or something after the the incident happened. And oh. it was never hit by a plane. And it's there's a lot of conspiracy theories about why and how that building collapsed because the building doesn't just randomly collapse. Yeah. So if you're at remotely interested, I can't really do it justice. Just Google it. You'll see a video of this building just collapsing. And it was like, <laughs> the joke is like this building saw these other buildings collapse and it decided it also <laughs> wants to collapse. Oh my gosh. Like that's, that's just how comical it is in terms of why did this freaking happen? The so this is also in New York. Yeah, yeah. It's a building right oh. next to the World Trade Centers. Oh, whoa. And it just collapsed, but it was never hit by anything. The, the, the official explanation is that it collapsed because of fire damage from oh. the debris uh -huh. you know that's probably true as with most conspiracy theories it's not real but uh if you look into the details you'll know why it's like well no that's not a good reason why did it yeah Anyways. interesting okay i i have to share mine too because okay. i think about this actually quite often um it's the notion of like the matrix that we're all living in a stimulation simulation <laughs> A not a simulation. Highly <laughs> stimulating simulation. <laughs> a simulation. I sometimes I just like walk down the street and I'll randomly think about it. Like, what if all of this is not real and we're all just sleeping and we're in this world, yet somewhere out there 
our actual bodies are, I don't know, in a tank somewhere. <laughs> oh, I think about that all the time. Actually, yeah. my version is that it's not not that we have a tank somewhere, which is what well, I think you're alluding to literally the, ma- the movie The Matrix, how they mm-hmm. depict it. I, I think about just that this world is is a simulation run by some intelligent, like there's no yeah. real version of us. We're just video game characters. Have you watched yeah. the movie Free Guy? No. By Ryan Reynolds, with Ryan Reynolds? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. it's actually so good. I love it. Mm. Um, it sort of touches upon this. But yeah, yeah. I, I love that conspiracy theory. It's not even a conspiracy theory. I think a lot of scientists say that you, if you understand the, like, the probability of like probability theory and stuff, it's like, and how simulation works, it's like mm-hmm. the most probabilistically likely uh, re- reality that we are in a simulation. It's kind of <laughs> nuts. Ooh. Especially when but there's like it- something weird happening. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a glitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like even with the World Trade Center number seven mm. collapsing, people mm-hmm. are saying like, "Oh, this is at the simulation, just like you know, a glitch the in the hit, matrix." Hit, yeah, the hit hit a glitch. Whoa, crazy. Okay. All right. Uh, so episode five, we did our morning routines. One of our more popular episodes, I guess, in the early mm-hmm. going. Um, our favorite, your your very famous two and a half hour morning routine that starts at four thirty. <laughs> this might be a whole another episode, but can you? My question is, can you give us a quick summary rundown of what your evening routine is? Oh, sure. My evening routine is not as extensive as my morning routine, or it doesn't take as long. Um, But I guess my evening routine would start after work. Um, I usually go to like a workout class of some kind. Like usually it's a dance class. Yes. Wait, sorry. Sorry. I'm talking about your bedtime routine, not your not your entire oh. day. Well, my bedtime routine is I go to bed. Like I don't have really? a bedtime routine. Oh, well, I'm surprised because you know there's the whole there's the whole concept of having a regular bedtime routine. It signals to your brain, it gets you into the mood to sleep. You don't yeah, have a bedtime well, routine? No, because like oh. so this is why I, I, I started from after my after work. Because like I consider after work my my evening routine already because I sleep kind of early. So like there's not that much time between after work and my sleeping time. It's like four hours. Then continue your answer. So after the workout class, I come back and I basically just get ready for bed, to be honest. What does that look like for you? Is there not, there's nothing to it? You just shower, you just like, there's not. Well, I'll read a bit before bed and then that's it. I'll go, go, Uh, go to sleep. Pretty simple. So very simple. Yeah. Um, Okay, Uh, this is actually part of uh, part of my question to you, actually. So episode six, um, we talked about work hard, play hard, dating diaries with our first guest, Audrey. Um, She talked all about her uh, routines, like her schedule, her packed schedule where she Uh takes an hour to nap and then schedules in her boyfriend. and then she also talked about, you know, dating in her 20s versus 30s. Uh, so I was curious about what David's weekly schedule looks like. Is it a packed schedule? Like, do you have routines? <laughs> what is, yeah. yeah, what does it look like? Weekdays, weekends? So I, 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 I live off Google Calendar and I'm a time blocking um, fiend in a mm-hmm. way. But it, 
but I fail like a lot. So like I might have things time blocked and then I keep moving it to the next day because it doesn't happen. <laughs> so I am a time blocker. But what something I guess that's interesting that might be worth sharing in this with this question is that my Google Calendar is full of daily reminders throughout the day. Um, so they're not like a time-blocked event, but once I'm done, I just take it off. And oftentimes I didn't do it, so I just take it off to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, my Google Calendar is... So on any given day, uh, my first ca- my first reminder is at 11 a.m. And it's to cook rice and eat a snack. Oh, wow. You... So yeah. It's And this doesn't always like... If I don't have to cook rice that day, that's fine. But it's, it's just yeah. that, oh, if I'm eating lunch and I'm at home and I need to cook rice... I don't want to forget. Sometimes I've, I, a lot of these reminders I put on because I have, I'm learning from mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's like 12, I'm like, oh, I forgot to cook rice. I'm like, okay. I, and my personality is very much, I don't like to make mistakes twice. So whenever mm-hmm. something happens, I ask myself, how do I make sure this never happens again? Mm-hmm. So this is sort of my way to do it. Like this, I'm going to set myself a reminder. So right. I, I have breakfast around eight, eight to nine or so usually if I do have breakfast and then I eat a snack. My snacks are usually fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I eat a snack like a banana or an apple and then I <laughs> cook rice so I have rice ready to go and then yeah. I do these mini exercises twice a day it's like two minutes and then I just do like you know 20 seconds of push-ups 20 seconds of squats and it's I think I mentioned this in my morning routine but anyway it's from the four pillar plan book uh, with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee it's like oh you want to try and get your heart rate up throughout the day is better than not you know sitting for 10 hours and just having a 30 or 45 minute gym session. So mm-hmm. I do a mini exercise right before lunch. So I have a, a, a reminder at 12.15 for, for, for that. And then I have a reminder at 1.30 to floss. <laughs> wow. Because I want to floss after I eat lunch. Because I, yeah. I think ideally flossing twice a day is, is better. And then flossing means that you don't have things that are stuck in your teeth that mm-hmm. allow it to, you know, decay. Germ, yeah, decay and stuff. So I try and floss after lunch. So I reminder for that. I run at 5 p.m. to eat another snack and do a stretch. <laughs> I like how you schedule in all your snack times. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah. a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, at 6.15, before I eat dinner, I have a mini exercise reminder. I'm reminded to do eye drops because of my laser eye uh, care. And then uh-huh. um, I've also incorporated uh, eating vinegar before I eat dinner now. Eating vinegar, like so apple cider? So this was from the... This, yeah, this was from the, did I talk about this? This was from the, uh, um, this was from the blood sugar level rant I went on. Yeah. So apparently ingesting some vinegar with water um, helps your body regulate it. So I try to do that. I Again, with most of the things, I do this maybe half the time. Mm-hmm. And then my last reminder in my calendar every day is that after dinner around 7.30 or 8, I go for a 10-minute walk. So that's what my calendar looks like. I have all these reminders every single day. Wow. And, um, that is so interesting. I don't do that, but that is very interesting. Um, I used to have I used to have apple cider vinegar in the mornings. I didn't know you. Uh, really? What? Yeah, Why? apple cider what vinegar you, plus water plus a bit of lemon juice sometimes. Oh. Um, again, I read, yeah, it helps to regulate your... Your blood sugar levels, right? And it also helps with digestion, I think. Oh, interesting. Cool. So, so you are I used ahead to. Of, ahead, of, ahead of me on that. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Uh, we're about like less than halfway through and we're halfway through the episode. So yeah. 
let's get through it. Uh, so the next episode, we talked about hanging out with parents. Uh, we talked about traveling with your mom to Florida. I talked about going on a cruise or honeymoon with my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was just, I, I had trouble thinking of a question about this, but I think one of the most pivotal, not hanging with parents, but parental experiences that you have as a kid or as a parent is the moment when you talk about the birds and the bees. My question mm. is, do you recall your parents having that conversation with you? No, definitely not. Like I learned everything from grade 10 sex ed. I never learned anything from my parents. I mean, my parents are like very kind of typical Asian parents. They don't they don't say I love you. There's no like touchy-feely stuff. We don't talk about like deep things, especially when I was growing up. We never talked about anything. Well, birds and bees is not deep. deep. Like it's that. more like for example, when you're in high school or I know, I don't know what your lifestyle is or your dating history in terms of your parents being like, oh, she might be, you know, sexually active now. When do we have that conversation with her about being safe? Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah. they, nope. Okay. They never did. <laughs> so so. They're, they're just like, okay, we probably know our daughter's potentially out and about, but we trust we're, we're not going to have that conversation. Yeah, there was never really any conversations about like boys or sex or anything like that. So even though you're very close with your mom, right? You say you guys yeah. talk about everything. Yeah. Well, that kind of came later. So when I was okay. younger, not so much. I kind of just did my own thing. My, I was pretty responsible. So my parents just trusted everything I did. Like I didn't have a curfew. I didn't have any restrictions on who I was allowed to see and anything like that. Cause I think they really? just knew I was like, they're, 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 they didn't do like, Oh, you can't have a, uh, you can't date in high school or something. No, like no, they were very, well, they were very chill parents. Well, in that way, they're not as typical. Stereotypical yeah. Asian yeah. Parents. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Especially for a female. Um, I know this is, this is sexist, but it is something I think that is stereotypical. Maybe not correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. having a curfew, or, or, or restricting your freedom as much because they're afraid of you being, I don't know, attacked or hurt. I yeah. don't know, something like that. You know what's so interesting is that, um, you know how like little kids will make the argument like, all my friends are doing it, which almost basically never works with parents because your parents are like, okay, well, you're not, <laughs> you're not all your friends. You know, if they're like, all my friends get to go out until like 1am, that actually totally worked on my parents. Like my parents <laughs> were like, okay, well, if all your friends are out until midnight, you can stay out until midnight. Like oh, interesting. <laughs> now I'm shocked that that was their parenting mentality because I don't yeah. think that would ever work on me. But, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. All right. Interesting. Okay. Next question. Um, okay. Episode eight, we were put on the spot. Um, Olivia came on, asked us some deep questions. And I think one of the very interesting things about that episode was our differences in the way that we process questions and the way that we come up with answers while yours were very deep and thoughtful mine was literally like the first thing that comes to my head and uh uh more shallow if you will um so i thought it'd be fun to (laughs) ask you or just like say a phrase or two uh very like very conversational um, statements, everyday observations mm-hmm. um, that aren't typically meant for deep conversation. But yeah. I just wanted to say them and see if that's something 
that you can interpret more deeply <laughs> and okay. if you can come up with a a deep analysis for it. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So <laughs> someone says to you, I'm looking forward to my vacation. <laughs> well, yeah, there's so much to talk about there. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's it, it goes back to uh, Eckhart Tolle's uh, Power of Now book. It's mm -hmm. living in the present. When you, when we live in and when, when we live in anticipation of the future, or we live in nostalgia or regret of the past, we we aren't being present, and that affects our. Um, so that's where I would take it. Is like okay, so you're looking for vacation. So does this mean that you are trying to escape something about your present life that you're not happy with? <laughs> That's yeah. That's my immediate thought. Okay, I could elaborate, nice. but we're, we're we want to get through. My it. immediate thought was, oh, where are you going? <laughs> no, yeah. My immediate thought is, what is what's wrong with your life? Why do you want to run away from it? <laughs> okay, well, since you did that one so fast, okay. What about if someone says, um, "I'm hungry"? I. Okay, that's a good one. I guess I didn't. <laughs> but if I had to choose, I would probably talk to him about the benefits of fasting and how our human body <laughs> in modern society has been uh, spoiled. And that like oftentimes when we're hungry, we're not actually hungry. It's because we have conditioned our ourselves to think we need food when we don't. Mm. Well, I'd ask what they're having for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait okay. you, have to, you have to respond by David it's David, something. it's just not that deep <laughs> Yeah, I like that's that That's so funny right. Well, maybe we can uh, have that as a recurring segment If we run out of ideas in the future To, uh, to not run out of ideas, but you know, to, to change things up Yeah, we'll call it David, it's just not that deep Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it Okay, okay. Uh, moving on so on episode nine, we had a quiz about adulting to see how well we are as adults, mm -hmm. how, how good we are at adulting. Uh, so what, what is some, yeah, I, again, I didn't know if this was a good question. Uh, I couldn't think of a good question, but I came, what, my question that I thought about was, what is something that you do now as a 30 year old that your university self would be very surprised about? Something that you never thought that was like, oh, this is something that G is doing or is part of her life. If you were in university, um, like paying property taxes. Uh, okay. <laughs> paying all these taxes and fees, having a mortgage. Like, I don't think I ever really thought about that in university. Um, that would be something that's a big part of your life. Yeah. Especially at this stage, like I would have thought, okay, I'm be married with a kid before I have to worry about all that stuff. So mm -hmm. th like being a single person having that, I never would have imagined it, which you've, in a way make, make, makes me very proud of myself. So you've talked about property taxes many times. You've mentioned property tax multiple times on this. Is, how yeah, how are you well, doing, G? Are you okay? <laughs> they're due. They're due in July. So uh, have they increased? Because I, I, I heard some news about uh, the federal or provincial government increasing property tax. Yeah, maybe. It's property tax. It's it's Property tax is just the first one that comes to my mind. But home insurance, like, oh, my God, don't even get me started on home insurance. It's, okay. like, crazy. 
it's so expensive. Okay. Anyway, um, episode 10, we had on your sister, Brenda, to talk Yay. about um, being child-free, child-friendly, and then also she shared a bunch of uh, tips on, you know, working with children. Um, my question is, let me pull it up. Are there any specific reasons that would influence your decision to have or not have children? Well, the first thing is if my partner wants to have kids is the biggest okay. variable. Yeah. If they don't, I respect it. If they do, I support it. Mm -hmm. um, the other would be how much support will we have as a partner during the hardest first years, uh, aka mm -hmm. our parents around to help yeah um neither my partner or my or, or myself have parents that live in the city uh, or in the country even so um I, that's not a deciding factor but it would be part yeah. of like okay if we're going to do this you know how are we going to make this work because it takes a village to raise a kid and if our village yeah. is not there what, what's our, <laughs> <laughs> what are we, we going to do and mm -hmm. uh i guess just i think the yeah, I think the stability and the strength of a relationship is going to be a big variable on how successful, not successful, but how manageable raising a child is. If your relationship is already, well, not already, but like if it's not rock solid, this is a sentiment mm. I heard from another friend recently. If your relationship is not rock, rock solid, having a kid is probably going to not be, it's not going to be do. Do, do good on your relationship so i think what really want ideally i would want to make sure the relationship is rock solid before having a kid and that's hard right because with all relationships there's always things that you're working through that you're learning about each other that you're learning new ways to communicate more effectively to compromise better and so is it ever going to feel rock solid hopefully um i don't know maybe that's very pessimistic <laughs> maybe couples out there like dave what's wrong with your relationship <laughs> uh, but hopefully it's a realistic take that it takes at least some time to to work out the kinks and, yeah um yeah so that's a couple of things that come those are very mind. practical yeah one that comes to my mind is like finances being yeah, able to I was thinking yeah about that too yeah uh episode 11 you turned 30 you uh <laughs> shared your wisdom or the lessons you learned from the past decade mm -hmm. so in terms of turning 30 my question is can you what what is the a birthday present you remember receiving that you really liked Ooh, the thing that always comes to my mind are the um like handmade gifts that i've received i think those like i've received this was more in high school um we used to give each other like scrapbooks and these giant i remember i would ask for this every year like everyone's like what do you want for your birthday i was like i want this giant card and i want everyone to sign it and like write something in there those are always the ones that I cherish the most. It sounds cheesy, but that was always my favorite. And then there's this one that I remember I got from my friends a digital camera one year. And I remember I really wanted a camera. So that was – I think I still have it even though it doesn't work anymore. But back oh, then wow. we used to take pictures of everything and upload it to Facebook as we talked about. Yeah. Um, so having a digital camera was like the best thing ever. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Homemade stuff is – yeah. I, I, I love those presents the most too. Mm -hmm. It's just thoughtful, you know? Yeah. 
Um, okay, episode 12 was your mindset makeover. This was your solo episode, your personal journey to wellness. And actually, I when I was listening to that, I don't think I ever said on the pod, but I was getting like a little like emotional listening to that episode because I just remember that time, I feel like, because we were friends at that point too. And I just remember at that time, it was such a big struggle for you. So I'm glad you got through it through the power of uh, mastering your mindset. Um, So I'm curious how you're using that today, like in your everyday life, are you, if and how you're using the power of mindset um, these days? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first example that comes to mind is reframing what I feel emotionally and instinctively is a negative events or mm-hmm. experience into a positive one. The most mm-hmm. common one, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this pod, maybe not, but I keep talking about it is it's a very simple thing. It's like, for example, if I go back, if, if I go down to my car in the parkade and I forget something, I'm like, oh, to go back up to my apartment, I'm already running late, for example. Yeah. Or if it's just annoying and inconvenient, emotionally, I feel frustrated. But then I tell, but then I ask, it's always the, it's the question you ask yourself. I think Tom Billy asks this, the podcast that we both like. Anytime something bad happens to you, you got to ask yourself, how can this be the best thing that has ever happened to me? Mm-hmm. And that's a question that I didn't mention on the pod, on that pod, but I, I had meant to, which is, that's not a question I asked myself during my dark days or my concussion is, how can I make this the best thing that has ever happened to me? And so in terms of forgetting something from my car, I just remind myself, hey, this is a really great opportunity for me to get more steps in, in the day. I'm getting more exercise. I'm walking more. This is a, this is a, a good thing. Um, and so I think the mindset thing, I use that every day by reframing things, um, so, you know, I don't like going into the office to work because I think it's a hassle and I can work at home just as well. But then, especially if it's sunny, I'm like, okay, well, this is my opportunity to bike to work. Or even if I'm not biking to work, then I want to reframe it as this is my opportunity to, because um, where I work, there's a lot of nice scenery and trails that you can walk that are much nicer than my home. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is my opportunity to take some walks that are in nicer areas than I can at home. So that's, yeah, reframing things that are actually, yeah, they're kind of shitty, but like, how can it, how can I think about it? Because reality is how you think about it, right? There's no good or bad. As I said on the episode, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So those are yeah, examples, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I totally love that. And I think the key here is when you say every day, because I I think this is something same with like a gratitude practice. It's these little things that you have to do all the time, like every day to try and build your mindset around that. It's not something that takes a lot of time. It's not something that's big. But if you're always consistently trying to reframe things in your mind, like one of the things that I always do is rather than if it's like, oh, I have to do something, it's always like I get to do something. (laughs) And thinking about that is like such a simple trigger or switch. But like building muscles in your body, it's the same as building that um, in your mind, right? So I... I had that. I I like. For, I had to force myself to think that way. I get to do it. Recently, yeah. when I was grocery shopping and cooking, two things which I hate doing, but I, I have mm-hmm. to because it takes me a lot. But it takes me a lot of time. And then I was. I and I noticed this very negative thought pattern. Like, oh my god, I hate buying groceries. It takes so much time. And 
blah, 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 for me anyway, um, blah, blah, blah. And then so I, I like, I told myself, I said it in my mind, I said it out loud, I tweeted it to try and manifest the reality. I was like, it's not, I have to buy groceries. It's I get to buy groceries. It's not, I have to buy groceries. I get to buy groceries. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, someone, there's many people out there who would wish they could go to a supermarket and just literally totally. buy anything they want, you know? Yeah. And that's my privilege. That's my, uh, something that I have the privilege to do. So it's something that is a huge positive. Imagine if I'm homeless one day, I'll look back on those days like, David, you could walk into the supermarket and just buy anything you want in any volume you want. Like, be, be grateful for that. That was repeating over and over in my head while I was running, actually, oh, the really? other day. Yeah, I get to run, I get to run, I get to run. So Yeah, because imagine, what if you broke your leg? You could do totally. To yeah, then I would have wished that I could have gone running. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I uh, Wait, I really like this, and I think I just want to say one more thing about it. And the other day I was going to badminton, I was very sleepy and I was kind of in a bad mood because I want to play well and I'm like, oh, I'm sleepy. I can't have a good badminton session again. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was just in such a bad mood. But um, a friend I don't usually get to play was coming that day and I wanted to be in a good mood for them because I don't see them very often. And I was and I and then so the first step was I noticed my mindset was very negative. I was I was not enjoying it. I was like, OK, so I'm going to play this badminton. Let's not have this negative mindset. So how I switched it was I asked myself. David, how would you feel if someone told you, David, you're going to get in a car, you know, you're going to have an accident the next day. And yeah. this is the, this badminton session tonight, in hindsight, will actually be the last time you ever play badminton in your entire life. How would you approach it differently? Yeah. And that was immediately liberating because no matter how tired I was, no matter how shitty I felt and how badly I think I was going to play, I was like, well, if I if I just pretend that this is the last time I play badminton in my entire life, it doesn't matter. I'm just I'm gonna make the most. I'm just gonna make the most of it, and that immediately lifted my mood. Like, I actually felt my mood just completely get so much better yeah. just thinking about it in that way. It's such a simple thing, but I think it really takes a level of like self awareness and maturity to be able to think like that or turn that kind of switch. Um, okay. I noticed we're at like 50 minutes, yeah, so <laughs> and we still ch- have like half of it left. The challenge for us is to give one sentence responses. Okay. Okay. That's All a right. challenge. That's a fun challenge. Is it my turn? <laughs> For or you. I lost, I lost track. It's your turn, episode 13. So episode 13, we had my friend Preet on, talked about her amazing, beautiful journey to walk into her true self, find a career that gives her joy, find a city that gives her joy. So my question for you, G, is what alternative career would you have or would you like if you could do anything in your life it's gonna be cliche i would something with related to traveling and photography traveling photography taking pictures so of, a travel photographer yeah taking pictures of different things and and i'm not good at photography so like yeah i was gonna be like be a even, really alternate thing do you even do is you this even are we trying to be realistic bro? here <laughs> Are we, do we have to be realistic? <laughs> no, that's just, no, that's in the interest of time. Let's move on. Sure. Travel photography. Okay. Yeah, f- f- very cliche, but I'm just like, gee, do you even, do you even photograph? I, I would be a marine biologist if we were uh, going more Ooh, realistic okay. there. Okay. Um, okay. So episode 14, that was my travel diary from Bali and the Philippines. I talked about a lot of uh, misadventures with the jellyfish stings and all that. So um I want to know your m- misadventure from one of your travels or the, a big obstacle or challenge that you have to overcome while you were 
on one of your travels? One sentence, first thing that comes to mind. On Christmas Day in Mexico, I had rented a scooter. Upon returning it, they charged me fees for a missing part that I thought was a scam. <gasps> I was in a bad mood. This is not one sentence. I was in a bad mood, but I reframed myself by at, uh, reminding myself this $200, $300 fine, I will not care about in five years. So don't let this ruin my day. Mm. Wow. That's so okay. mature of you. <laughs> I was still in a bad mood, but I tried not yeah. to ruin my It was like, it's not going to matter five years down the road. So yeah. don't worry about it. True, true. Um, on episode 15, Yude was on to talk about his relationship with his parents, with his friends, with himself as he you know gets older. This is I don't this is not a one sentence question, so this is a challenge for you in one sen- mm-hmm. one or two sentences. Tell us more about your brother. you you have a in terms of relationships, you have a brother. We have not really talked about that that much other than oh, the fact yeah. that he sleeps at 4 a.m. Cuz he's not 30, he's not so it's not relevant. Um I have a younger brother, 5 years younger. My relationship with my brother it's pretty surface level, I would say. We're not super close. I think it's because of the age gap um, of five years. I would imagine that we would get closer later on, like by the time he's 30 and I'm 35, maybe that would will change. But right now we're, yeah, like civil <laughs> with each other. <laughs> we used to fight a lot, like a That's lot, a, a lot. Yeah. And, I can't um, imagine Jeeve being in fights in general with people. Like you're such a oh, yeah. you happy, go lucky, agreeable yeah, I would yell at him all the time. About what? Um, well, it's because he would make my mom angry, and uh, seeing my mom angry makes me angry. So uh, I, I okay. was always on my parents' side. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Next. Next. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one was our first uncut episode. We talked about our resolutions, how to stay motivated. I kind of had trouble coming up with a question for this. Um, Do you want to skip my- it then? Oh. Well, my question was going to be if you have any like goals or something that you're working towards for the rest of the year or anything on your list. My current goal that I've been failing to do is to not look at any screens after 10 p.m. Hmm. Because I've heard that it's bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Or Andrew Huberman has told me it's bad for me. (laughs) Well, I wish I wish you all the luck. (laughs) It's very hard. Um, episode 17, we, uh, that was a fun episode. We had an uncut episode. Actually, not, that was not uncut, but we uh, challenged assumptions and stereotypes about your 30s. In terms of assumptions, I was just curious, is there a common assumption that you feel people make about you, especially when they've just met you or someone that doesn't know you very well? Yeah, I think it's that I am happy or positive 100% of the time. <laughs> But you're not she? What? Which what, is going on? not true because I am human and <laughs> there is no human on earth that is happy 100% of the time. Um, so, yes, that is the biggest when's, misconception. When's, when's the last? Oh, when's the last? Can you say it in a nutshell? What's the last time you were unhappy? Uh, See? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Well,. <laughs> But it's it's little things. It's not like huge things. Uh, okay, so, okay. yeah. Next question. Okay. Episode 18, we had on um, Henry, who was talking about being a new dad. Um, 
my question is, what is your biggest concern or fear with being a dad? I don't think it's about being a dad or a mom. It's just being a parent. My biggest fear mm-hmm. concern is how to help them navigate social media and mm. use of technology effectively. Yeah. So much more prevalent now than yeah. when we were kids. So Can't imagine going through high school with social media. High school was, for me anyway, shitty enough. Can't imagine the peer pressure and the comparison and the, and the bullying with social media. Pressures, yeah. Episode 19, Summer Bucket List. So we talked mm-hmm. all about what you want to do or have done in the summer. And summer's your season. I think your least favorite season is winter. Would that be correct? Yeah. Okay, so this might be a challenge. But what is a winter bucket list item for you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about winter? <laughs> um, winter bucket list. The fact that I don't even have one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty telling. It's pretty telling. Um, what's a favorite winter activity that you have ever done? Okay, well, I really enjoy snowboarding. I just need to go more often. So I would, li- I would really like to get better at it um, eventually. So maybe this year. This year will be the year. What about like, uh, what about, okay, anyway, oh, let's carry on, I guess. That's fine. You don't have an answer because you don't, because she doesn't like winter. So she has nothing on her winter bucket list. <laughs> if you all think that she's missing out, send us a DM or email. What is G missing out? Yeah. What is, what what is, is your winter favorite activity? winter activity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Last question. Okay. Last question. This was just last week, episode 20. We had Olivia on to talk about all things wedding. And you mentioned that it would only be kind of like worth it to you if you had all of your, um, if you just wanted, if you just had what you wanted to do at the wedding and not just like the whole cliche, like what you're supposed to do at your wedding. So like, what does, what is your ideal wedding look like? What would be included? Uh, Karaoke. Okay. Oh, that's so fun. (laughs) A buffet of Japanese food. Okay. Uh, no dancing. A maybe um, spending the afternoon playing board games with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone, or like a board game tournament. So like there's there's oh. this, everyone's playing board games, and then the whole day, and then like you like tally up your score and see who's like won the most games. <laughs> okay and then you have a sushi buffet and afterwards you sing your heart out yeah oh my god oh my god wow so <laughs> <laughs> on that happy note that's our yeah. episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know i i mean i just yeah i don't know if that's yeah. not realistic but that's just what comes to you mind just talked about, about all your favorite things favorite yeah um i think what i want to do uh sorry i haven't told you g about this but instead of having my oh. outro i think we'll just uh end with some of those uh, housekeeping things because it's more uh, sincere and more natural. Right. Is that it's okay? Uncut. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. So um, on that note, if you enjoyed this episode, please, if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating on Spotify, uh, mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend about it so that uh, we can spread the love and spread the joy, spread the mindsets, uh, mm-hmm. uh, things that we talk about. And yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll have another episode next Monday. 
Uh, next Monday, we are talking to my friend Jono about his, uh, identi- his identity journey. So mm. we'll just leave it there. Exciting. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening, thanks. everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.